0: How's it going? Welcome to episode 17 of NFL Unwrapped. This is Perry Aston, joined by Christian McGowan. What's going on, my man?
1: Hey, it's good to be back, guys. It is
0: good to be back and talking football with you guys. I've been a little bit busy lately. Life happens. You know, know. life gets crazy, but we do obviously have the Fantasy Football Podcast going strong pretty much on the weekly. You can go check them out at FFB Unwrapped, of course. For us, follow us on Twitter at NFL Unwrapped. You can follow me on Twitter at Perry Aston. Follow Christian on Twitter at McGowan75. You can listen to us on podcast.com now. We actually made the switch for this particular podcast, just like the college one we just started and the fantasy one, to switch that over to podcast.com, as well as the Apple Podcast app. If you're on there, subscribe, leave us a review. Much appreciated. Love to hear your feedback on us, guys. Let's jump right in. Some crazy news dropping today. Des Bryant, throw up the X over there in New Orleans. Who dat? What do you All think right. about this question? This is some crazy news dropping.
1: This is crazy. I've never seen a giant free agent stay unsigned this long into the season and also for the Saints who I know Colin Coward has rated him as the number one team. They beat our Rams last week. I yep. think putting them as the number one team in the NFL is a very fair thing to say and for them to add an uh, arguably older elite wide receiver, someone who can come in and be that number two seamlessly. Right.
0: I think what excites me is the potential fit just like Fitzgerald in Arizona right now where they switched him to more of that big slot receiver because they got Michael Thomas on the outside. Obviously, Traquan Smith is that take-the-top-off-the-defense kind of guy. But Des Bryant can add that one-play, take-over-the-game kind of mentality that he has – It's insane to see how long he's waited, like you said. But he did pass up some deals. Actually, a lot of money with the Ravens. He passed up another deal with the Browns. He waited to see the best fit for him. And with a contender, a team that he said he wanted the coaching staff to be receptive to the way that he is and what he brings. And obviously, it's not about money for him. It's not about security, I would say. Actually, one of his needs was to play the Cowboys coming up soon. Mm -hmm. They play... Thursday, November 29th, and that's going to be... He'll probably know the playbook by then. That's going to be an exciting game to watch, him playing against Dallas. They asked Jason Garrett what his opinion was. He said nothing but love for Dez. You should ask him if he's got any opinion towards our game, but I wish him nothing but the best. It's all the high road there in Dallas, but clearly they didn't want him there. He was holding out for... Dallas he was was publicly tweeting from his
1: couch like oh I would have got that first down you know not even
0: just being subtle about it he was also tweeting directly I will sign when I want to I'm doing this on purpose the Cowboys have first dibs and then if that doesn't work out you know obviously elsewhere he was open he was practically baiting Jerry Jones to just give him any kind of contract they don't want him there for a reason I'm confident that with him in New Orleans, this is a team that can make a Super Bowl run. I agree. I'm not saying that they are the unanimous number one team in the league right now, but it has to be between the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Saints. Between the three, right now with what you're seeing, who would you take to win the Super Bowl if you give your midseason prediction right now?
1: It hurts me. It hurts me to say this, but no, I'm still going to go with the Rams. What did you think I was going to say? The Saints? Even though they lost to the Saints last week, I still think deep down they're the better coach team... Top to bottom, they're more talented. Yes, playing in the Dome is an unbelievable effect that they're going to have to get over in the playoffs now because they lost to the Saints. But I think they're up to the task. Yeah, in power rankings, I like I said before, I think it's fair if you put the Saints ahead of the Rams. But deep down, I'm actually happy they got this first loss because I wouldn't want them to be the undefeated team that maybe scooped up one loss to a bad team. You know, you can brush that off. This is a punch to the mouth. And I think with the coach that Sean McVay is... This almost will – I know people are going to say, how can you be happy about a loss? If you take a loss the right way, it can be more productive than a win. I totally agree. So in my mind, if I'm putting money on it, I hope you give me good odds because I'm putting money on the Rams.
0: I'm going to say Rams too because this just one loss doesn't change my preseason predictions and how I've continued to feel week in and week out. So I'm going to still give it to the Rams. But the Saints have just put themselves in a position to, for me, be the second team, and that's scary with how the Chiefs are playing. It's just that defense for the Chiefs isn't a playoff level defense. That offense is potentially the best in the league out of all of them. They have of the best
1: offenses, at least for ever. fantasy
0: purposes. Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Kareem Hunt, and Travis Kelsey are all top three at their respective positions in fantasy right now, and that's the first time that that's happened through nine weeks since last year with the same exact team, the Chiefs, but that quarterback obviously wasn't Pat Mahomes. Clearly, they got it figured out there in regards to production on the offensive side, and putting in this new gun, putting in Pat Mahomes, who's that shiny new car, and he's putting up crazy record-breaking numbers. The kid's an absolute stud. They're a serious team, but until they make some improvements on the defensive side, and yes, I know they got Fuller in that trade for Alex Smith, and they have made some additions, it's just not... Enough. It's not comparable to the Rams who, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in a second, but who just even made a trade to get even better on the defensive side of the ball, Dante Fowler. You look at their defense and the Saints who, yes, they haven't had the best secondary and they've been burned a lot, but they're getting healthier. And this defensive line and linebacker. In Cam court, Jordan
1: is a true star of his defensive line. It's a lineman.
0: serious defense when they play together as a team. And this offense, it's with Des Bryant. After you see what Michael Thomas put up last game, record-breaking numbers for the Thank Saints. Thank you, by the way, Michael. Yeah, he pulled out that awesome touchdown celebration, that Joe Horn tribute, where he pulled out the little mini flip phone right. and tried to you know dial that number make a call. He actually bought two different flip phones from a liquor store before the game and mm-hmm. stored them under each goalpost, so I think that was pretty dope. It's and, very
1: New Orleans of him.
0: Yeah, and now with Dez there... I think this fit's going to be great. I think it's going to be exciting. I'm happy. It'll be good
1: for Michael Thomas, too. I mean, he'll have some pressure relief, yeah. and you'll have a, uh, someone definitely. who just did it to give him advice.
0: You have someone that can make a play at any time, and this is a veteran that knows how to win. And he's about to make a playoff run. So this is going to be good for both it's sides. It's a fun
1: team. It's a fun team and a fun town.
0: I think this is the best for NFL fans. We are the ones that are gaining from seeing Des Bryant on the NFL field, but also go into a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Moving on, let's talk about Bruce Irving. Really quick, signing with the Falcons. He cleared through waivers. No one claimed him, then signed a one-year deal with the Falcons. What's your thought on this? It's got to help their defense a bit. Their offense has been rolling. So. Oh,
1: no doubt. That's, like you said, right now, how the team that's going to win the Super Bowl is going to have to be a great offensive team and a great defensive team. The way the teams are stacked this year, like you said, the one true chink in the armor for the Chiefs is their defense. When you make yourself a complete team like that, then you become a contender.
0: Yeah, I totally agree, and they are getting a little bit healthier right now on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, they had... Some really tough injuries, especially that secondary early on. Rob
1: Alford, I think, is out. Yeah,
0: but some other pieces are coming back for them. And with this addition now, it seems like they're starting to get right at the right time. And Matt Ryan, after a sluggish first game... He's put up record breaking numbers, at least for him, career highs all around. It's a much better season than his MVP season. Unfortunately for him, the NFL has turned to such an air raid, crazy number offensive league, so it doesn't carry the same weight. He's not gonna win the MVP this year. Because you see Pat Mahomes and all these guys. Even Jerry Goff, you know, these guys putting up these insane even Kurt Cousins. Drew Breed, every one of them are just they're all putting up insane video game numbers. It's just not enough, but at this point, he's playing the best that he physically can right now. Julio Jones scored a touchdown for the first Shout time out. since Nam, so that's huge. And he muscled
1: it in himself. That Yo, was impressive. Yeah, that was big. Yeah, you could tell in his eyes. And they were celebrating like they won
0: the the Super Bowl. At least a lot of the fans on Twitter, too, are going crazy like this is the best thing that ever
1: happened. They still have to get by them Saints, though.
0: No, it's the Saints. And with Des Bryant, 1,300 yards twice Put up 16 touchdowns one year, 12, 13. He's a guy that can take over a game. And not just that, he's so dominant in the return game. So, like you said, facing the Saints, I think Des Bryant's that cherry on top.
1: But back to Bruce. I just think it's crazy how they're still good players that are shifting teams this late in the year. Yeah. I think to go back, I think we talked about, about basketball, player mobility is interesting, and no matter what sport, college football, basketball, football. This is interesting. Falcons said that they're going to play him this week. That's crazy to see him just flip on the jersey. Like, all right, and you can do that on defense. and I want to
0: talk to you about how that feels for some of the other guys on the offensive side of the ball who got traded at the trade deadline. Golden Tate, Demarius Thomas, and Amari Cooper, the three Three of them. Three big names. Amari Cooper having a
1: touchdown in his first game. Yeah, I
0: wanted to talk about how they all played, but when you were saying flipping the jerseys like that, Demarius Thomas – his first game, not as a Bronco, is against Denver.
1: That's so crazy.
0: how do you go your whole career playing as a Bronco, your is to that team, to the fans, and the first game that you play, you flip it, and you're on the other side of the ball? I honestly feel like you have to have clapped for a touchdown or a completion just subconsciously and realized you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't be clapping anymore. That's not my team, or accidentally ran into the huddle, or... But the thing was on the fantasy podcast yesterday, Adam was saying the one thing that stood out to him was that he just ran off the field after the game. He didn't have the whole DAP obsession, the jersey swaps, and oh,
1: he's hurt. He just he left. So hurt. yeah, they
0: were, it wasn't like I wasn't sure if he was hurt, well, uh, physically or their, hurt. Their
1: head coach had told him uh, during the trade rumors that they said, "Oh, don't don't put any thought into it, it's not true," and then he's traded. There was also reports coming out that uh, he was the problem with their offense, putting blame onto him. So everything that I've read, it doesn't sound like there's a good relationship post-trade between him and the Broncos. I'm glad he's taking the high road. It's sad
0: to see because he didn't do anything. No. And it's not like the fans have any reason to hate him. There was no reason why there was any slander with the team. So I expected at least there'd be something on the field but yeah he did run straight off of something that stood out to us
1: It's more John Elway's fault than his Yeah
0: the Falcons long story short they are competitors the offense is riding high and if this defense can get straight and get healthy and figure it out this is a team that can compete I don't think with the three teams that we were talking about initially but this is a team that can make noise I would take them over They'll be a playoff team for I would sure. take them over the Panthers and obviously the Buccaneers, so I would take them as that second team behind New Orleans in that division. So they are going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Let's move on to a little bit of Le'Veon Bell talk, possibly returning to the Steelers. He did tweet a couple days ago, farewell Miami, where he's been hiding out. Waldo doing whatever he's doing.
1: Training, hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Le'Veon Bell must return to the Steelers by November 13th, Tuesday at 4 p.m., or he'll be ineligible to play for the remainder of the 2018 season due to the team's collective bargaining agreement. So this is a situation that's gotten to its wit's end, and there's nothing else that can happen now because he can't be traded already, and if he doesn't report by then, he can't play at all. He's going to lose out on the entire year's worth of money instead of just X amount of games. What do you think about this situation? What do you think is going to happen? Because now it's starting to get a little sticky and this was a good hand dealt by the agent and him in the beginning, but then James Conner came and matched his production, if not exceeded it.
1: If I were Le'Veon, I don't want to necessarily say you should do this, but I think to an extent he's been misled by his agent a little bit. He's lost... Over $10 million at this point or nearing it. Even if he signs back at this point, like you said, with James Conner doing as well as he's done, his value has been diminished. So going forward, he maybe not will receive the offer he was hoping for in free agency. I would just like to see him maybe fire his agent, come back to the team, have a stellar end of the season, make a run in the playoffs, and... He's almost burned his bridges at this point. I wouldn't expect the Steelers to even offer him free agency. Maybe just let him walk and go their separate ways. I want to see Le'Veon Bell play. I don't want to see so this young I. man. I don't want to see this young man get tarnished next off season with some lowball offer. And then he gets hurt because well, of this Well, the whole, whole plan thing. was
0: to get girly money. And this isn't going to happen now. At least not at security. No. If you compare the stats for Le'Veon and James Conner... Le'Veon threw 8 games of 2017, 194 rushes, 35 receptions, 5 touchdowns, 979 yards, 143.4 fantasy points. James Conner threw 8 games of 2018, 151 rushes, 38 receptions, 10 total touchdowns, 1,085 total yards, and 189.5 fantasy points. Everything is more except for the amount of rushes. So... He had more opportunities, Le'Veon, and couldn't produce the same amount of numbers that James Conner is doing with less opportunities. So much more efficient, twice the amount of touchdowns. You're putting numbers next to numbers. People keep giving me conspiracy theories whenever I talk to them about this and saying, what if Le'Veon was playing in this Steelers offense this year? Do you think he would play? I mean, maybe, maybe not, but he's not playing, and James Conner has made him, I hate to say the word replaceable, but... Showed that the hand that Levion dealt was okay. I hope you guys do fine without me. I will see how you guys feel half the way through the season when I'm coming back, and they're feeling just fine.
1: I think he definitely hoped for James Conner to come in and kind of put up you a goose ha- egg. But you have to hope that
0: whoever comes in after you doesn't put up the same amount of production
1: and strong. Arms you know, hope the that
0: they fail, but just that they can't match what you can do, so that your value shines. How it is holding out supposed to hurt your value that's supposed to put pressure on whoever you're supposed to and show that they need you that they have to make a move this shows that his hand's been ruined
1: especially after the trade deadline now it's like he has no more hands there's no more we're at the last checkpoint in this story and that's if you don't play by this date you don't report then we're gonna forget about you this year you know then we'll leave you on bell, you know pop your head back up in the off season but i'm tired of this story i was hoping they got traded so that way we'd see him play. I want to see the most talented players on the field every time, but yeah. if you're not going to play, I'm done talking about this story.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've been talking about it for way too long. We're going to move on to just a few notes. We're going to throw out A.J. Green's going to miss a few weeks for the Bengals with an injury, and Tyler Boyd is poised to take that number one role.
1: Maybe John Ross might step up. Yeah, this,
0: this isn't promising for the Bengals. Obviously, this hurts them very much, but I like what I'm going to see, like you said, John Ross, some of these other guys that are developing. I want to see... Joe Mixon. Yeah, use him on that offense, that tight end, see what he can do Mm -hmm. because of obviously the injuries that they have going on there too. So this is more of a get your young guys going, get them developed, see what they got kind of thing. And And this is
1: a move to avoid surgery for A.J. Green.
0: Yeah, and I think Tyler Boyd is the real deal and he's going to step up in a big way. On the Fantasy Pod we did a touchdown promise of the week and he was my touchdown promise, so I truly believe he's going to put up solid numbers, and he's a guy that you should be high on.
1: And if we don't, we get to name Perry's first child.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, sure. We'll a Batman. We'll name him Boyd. All 32 NFL uniforms are available on Fortnite. I don't play personally, but I know Christian does, and a lot of uh, our listeners and other people do mm-hmm. too, so I think this, is, I think it's pretty cool. I think any kind of deal that the NFL makes with any kind of current brands that are popping mm-hmm. off around, I think it's a really cool Kind of ideas, so right.
1: any any way that you can incorporate the NFL into more things, I'm a big fan of.
0: Yeah, beyond just boycotting in politics right now, if you can find ways to make the NFL
1: appealable to everybody else right. and have it be fun, and you know, that's that's what this is all about. If Perry had a car, he'd be for sure cowboys everywhere, giant star on all four windows, yeah, and no. boys license plate. Yeah, we're in L.A. If you got Uber and Lyft now, it's like two
0: dollars to get from L.A. to Santa Barbara or whatever. That so is you, true. Yeah, it's not even a point anymore some more news uh let's talk about nick mullins really quick that mvp performance that he had last week through three touchdowns in his nfl debut becoming the first player in san francisco's history to do so 151.9 passing rating is the highest any player in his debut since the 70 merger big performance had to give him prop now they're having the debate of hammer bathard and this is a interesting situation going on behind garoppolo who's going to come back obviously next season These are some guys that are really making a name for themselves, and just like Garoppolo and just like Castle and these guys that have their opportunity behind Brady and prove themselves when they can, maybe this might be happening here in San Francisco.
1: I would really like to see that. I mean, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want him to see him get unemployed, but... They put Moul- a lot of money into him and a lot of years,
0: so that I think he's yeah. going to stick around, but I think that they're going to earn themselves a job.
1: Maybe Mullins can be Garoppolo 2.0. You know, he comes in, has an amazing year, is a serviceable backup next year, and then you know gets traded and finds a himself a job yeah, next year. Yeah, just like
0: Castle with the Chiefs exactly. when Matt Brady went down. And it
1: was just a very beautiful moment for people who saw uh, the game for him be on the phone with Brett Favre after. And, yes. Because uh, they're both Southern Miss alum, and... I can imagine that he probably don't expect himself to be the starting quarterback this year, nor have the game that he played. Absolutely and not. It's. I'm really happy for a guy Shout bad. out Nick Mullins. Exactly. And we, were talking, and
0: we were talking about it yesterday. Someone in, and I, they said the Bills have thrown three touchdown passes as a team. That's Nick Mullins out. threw three touchdown passes in his NFL debut. Josh Allen, take notes. I mean he's injured, so he can only take so many notes. I um, mean he had
1: a couple he had a couple of games where he started for them.
0: Yeah, I mean this is just an awful situation in Buffalo. Embarrassing at the very least. I'm gonna talk about some players of the month for October, now that we're in November. AFC offensive running back, James Conner, Pittsburgh, defensive player, linebacker D Ford, Kansas City, special teams player Steven Gotzkowski, New England. NFC Offensive Player Todd Gurley, Los Angeles Rams, Defensive Player, guess who?
1: Aaron Donald.
0: Yep, Los Angeles Rams, Special Teams Player Graham Gano, Carolina. Rookies of the Month, Offensive Player, Guard Quentin Nelson from Indianapolis, and Defensive Player Bradley Chubb from Denver. Yeah, I mean, yeah. shout out to the Young Guns down there performing well, and shout out to the Rams for having an Offensive and Defensive Player of the Month why we think that they're going to end up winning the Super Bowl, regardless of the moves going around right now. But that's all we got for you. We're going to see you guys next time, be a lot more consistent with the NFL. Obviously, now that the season's back, full swing, our lives letting up a little bit, so we are back here, back doing it for you guys. Des Bryant, shout out to you. Shout out for waiting and being patient. Excited to see what you got. Le'Veon Bell, please return. Nick Mullins, keep doing your thing.
1: Keep being a
0: god. All the players of the month, congrats to you guys. Christian and I here in sunny California just getting to fall weather, starting to wear sweaters. I was at the Kings game last night. Kings versus Ducks, that was sick. Thank you guys so much for listening to NFL Unwrapped, where we unwrap all the hottest takes around the NFL. My name is Perry Aston, joined by Christian McGowan. You can follow us on Twitter at NFL Unwrapped. You can follow me on Twitter at Perry Aston. You can follow Christian on Twitter at McGowan75. We'll That's catch, all we got for we'll you guys. We'll catch you guys next week.